0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Good evening and welcome to We Are Not Cattle Radio. I'm your host, Jake Counts. Riding Shotgun with me this week, TJ Smith. TJ, thanks for hopping aboard. No problem. TJ and I were chatting back and forth last night about um, whether we should do the show or whether we should not do the show. He and I both know it's it's a fake debate. It's a show for the masses. But hey, let the masses have their fun, just kind of like we didn't didn't do the show on opening night of football or, you know, actually I think I did, but who cares? I mean, there's plenty of distractions out there. For those of you that watch the debate, I've got a whole laundry list of fact checks here. We're gonna, I'm going to run through a couple of them just to give you guys an idea of, you know, it's just politicians being politicians, right, TJ? Just get yep. out there and just tell people what they want to hear, get the votes, and then get in there and do the exact opposite of what you told everybody you were going to do. Oh, why is that, TJ? Is it because they're both – bought and paid for by the same interest groups oh yeah i mean you know you, you
2: always have to put up a good show
1: you Oh know? absolutely i mean hey I mean, and he, here, here's,
2: like
1: yeah. <laughs> oh god here's what really cracked me up and and just just to give you some some once over i always take the pulse of where everybody is and it was really funny i had a friend of mine uh send me a message through facebook and and um Last week, uh, Andrew Johnson came on with me, and we were talking about the the difference between a jellyfish, which I guess I would characterize a jellyfish as somebody that has no interest in politics whatsoever, has no interest in, in, in laws that are being passed, has no interest in anything outside of their – what I like to call their little bubble. And their little bubble can be anything. It can be fashion. It can be sports. It can be you know, music. It, it can be a multitude of things. But what we're starting to realize or what what I'm starting to realize and and people like TJ are starting to realize is that what we're seeing now, the product of our culture, the product of our society, is our fault. I mean it's we the people, guys. I mean it is our fault that things are so messed up. It is our fault that our president signed an executive order saying that he can arrest, detain – uh, brown bag you and, and black bag you and ship you off somewhere. No due process, no judge, no jury, because well, because because they say so. And this is what happens in, in in a. It's not a democracy, guys. This is a republic. Next person that tells me that we live in a democracy, I just want to smack them in the face. A democracy means that if it's 51% vote to eat the other 49%, guess what? 49% of people get eaten. But. The republic has due process. You have a trial by jury. You have all these other rights and rights, which are slowly being sucked away by this ever-creeping ever, ever creeping federal government. And I don't mean to say it in a bad way, not that the people that work for it are bad, but I do have a really great clip here on on the history of modern serfdom and what's going to happen. But TJ, when I was talking to my friends, and see if this kind of resonates with you. I was talking with people that I know, um, people just on the street, you know, striking up conversations in lines and just overhearing conversations. And the overwhelming conversation that I heard was, "Well, you know, it wasn't really, it wasn't really that uh, theatrical. I re- really, there wasn't really any, you know, throwing punches or anything like that." And everybody says Romney won the debate, and it's just because he was more energetic. And, and and let's face it, our president, you know, God save him. He, The guy without a teleprompter is hopeless. I'm sorry, but he's just one of those guys that he looks really great in a suit, and he can give a speech, man. I mean, he's like Bill Clinton. He can give a freaking speech. But you take away his crutch, it is curtains. So what I hear from all the sheep is that, well, it wasn't really that much going on. And I I look at him with a straight face, and I say, there are more debates to come. And they mm-hmm. can't expel all the energy. They have to do what's called a buildup because you have to get the momentum going. They talk about this in campaigns all the time. Well, we got some good momentum from that quip, or we got some good momentum from that article that would come that came out. Or did you hear? What, we can we can use that as momentum to catapult us and, and grab that that independent that we can't touch. Well, guess what? You guys aren't getting my vote. I'm voting for Gary Johnson, and yeah, tell me it's a waste of vote, but whatever. I'm going to vote on my principles. I don't care what you guys tell me anymore, and I'm so sick of the American public falling in love with this thing that I want to be a winner. I voted for the one that won. What, are your, what is your take, TJ? Do you see that? I mean you've, you've got a pulse of the young people, and I don't mean to say that I'm old, but hey, let's face it. You, you're in their world, dude. I mean you, you've got a uh, you got a Tumblr account. You're in there. I just found out about a um, – Oh gosh, I can't even remember what it was today. But anyway, so jump into what do you think the pulse of, of the of the younger generation is, what you thought of the debates. You know, obviously false paradigm stuff, arguing nonsense, like you said before, but give us your breakdown of what happened. I mean, for all people that don't know,
2: I'm twenty one. But um let's take it some years back, four years back. Okay. The only reason the only reason why Obama guy elected was because he was black. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure
1: that out. Now, T J J, T J, you're 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 a white yeah. guy, right? You're a white guy, right? Oh no, no, I'm
2: black. Okay, I'm black. Make I'm from sure. the east side of Atlanta. You know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. I just gotta state. None that. of that's out there. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> but you know, I mean, honestly, yes, uh, Obama guy elected just because he was black. Like I said before, it doesn't take a rocket scientist or somebody with a PhD to really know that. Mm -hmm. He was the first black person running, and they ran with that. I mean, who wouldn't?
1: (laughs) That was a a major selling point for a lot of people.
2: So, we basically jumped to now, and once before, everybody jumped on the bandwagon just because he will be the first black president. Now we're here now, and well he's running again and a lot of people still want to jump on the bandwagon
1: i mean <laughs> now why is that do you think it, do you think that it's just do you think that it's what i kind of described and that that american culture has been centered around this you have to be part of a team you have to be part of the group and that's what really concerns me about um about the education that we receive here in the us and guys, you know what? I'm the son of an educator. You know, My mom was an educator for 30 years. She got her doctorate in education. I understand what's going on here. And what happens is when you're starting to put people in groups and you're starting to teach them from a very young age, we need to do a group project. It needs to be a group thing. That's great. That's, it's training for when you get older to where you're not going to resist the urge to go along with the masses. And I know that sounds really far-fetched to people, but think about this for yourself. I mean, think about how many times you hear people talk about things that are just repeaters. And we all know the repeaters. They'll hear something on sports radio, repeat it. They'll hear something on, on CNN, repeat it. They don't really think for themselves. They just think, that sounded good, so now I'm going to put that into some other verbiage and I'm going I'm to sound like I'm an intellectual. So, TJ, do you think that it's a... It's a culture that we live in that, that everybody wants to be part of the winning team because you don't want to lose, so you gotta vote for the guy that's gonna win. I mean, do you I mean see that? this is I mean, this is the oh, this way is very complicated by the way. The the way how I see it is
2: that our culture um seems to glamorize uh basically anything that is anti-truth. Anything that is um much more how can I explain it? I'm trying to find like the right words to how 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 would you explain it? Um
1: Well here here's a g here, this is actually a great segue. Did you read the article or actually the unclassified document that came out released by our by our government talking about that anybody that doesn't believe in mainstream ideas is a suspected low level terrorist? Did you see that?
2: No, nah, but that's not the first time I've heard that.
1: No, I mean, it's not because you and I are plugged into to what we would call the off mainstream media, which is now becoming the real media, people like myself t j that are that are getting people to look in the opposite direction of the c n n s and the fox Newses because I've got a couple of clips here, TJ. I don't know if you heard her on uh, the Alex Jones show, but uh, Amber Lyon was a CNN whistleblower. Came out about, you know, how they were skewing shows and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. I, I I took a little bit of his audio. So we're gonna go to those clips here in a minute. But I think you're right, TJ. It, it's it's absolutely ludicrous that we're you know we're land of the free, home of the brave. Unless you want to challenge the status quo, and then you don't have any free speech. I mean, just look at the I mean, that, Go ahead. I mean,
2: the way how I see it is that, I mean, really, ignorance really is bliss. The thing is, we live inside a society today that rather live by lies and deception than rather actually live by truth. I mean, it's always easier to accept a lie than it is to accept the truth. And um, something uh, that, you know, because something that I really like is that um, something that Nelly said once, Nelly said that hip hop. Really is a mirror, yeah. and and it actually is reflecting back on America, and it's actually showing how America really is. But my whole thing with that is, but every culture, whether it be the hip hop, the rock, the pop culture, all of that has been bought
1: off. And well, it's let's being talk controlled. about. I mean, let's talk about the sellouts. Um, then let's. I mean, let's talk about. Who were you telling me? I don't. I want to say it was little Wayne, but I might be wrong. That was that was repping. You know, I think he was repping Crips, and then all of a sudden they're like, "No, no, 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 no! You don't look good in that color. So we're gonna make you a blood." And then in his next video, he was he was repping like a red bandana in his back right yeah, pocket. Yeah, I
2: mean if you if you go back and if you look at little Wayne, some of his old pictures and even saw some of the old videos when he was with um, Cash Money, he was wearing a blue bandana. Mm-hmm. Which is Chris, and he used to be messing with them, and now all of a sudden, uh, he's
1: blood. Yeah, see, that that kind of stuff doesn't happen. The only reason that that happens yeah. is some PR firm got a hold of him and said, "Hey, hey, hey, this isn't a good look for you. We need to try to you need to try to sell more records." And, and what we've become is a society of of basically sellouts. And oh, yeah. I, I think that that is the best way to describe us. You look at all the people that are at the top. For the most part, there's some there there are some really there's some really decent people up there, but for the most part, you got a bunch of sellouts. I mean, you got stuff like honey boo boo, you got stuff like I mean, come on, people. That's what That's politics really is. I mean, if you really want to get into
2: politics, there's a lot of robbery that goes on. There's a lot of selling. Now, I mean, if no. you think that I'm gonna just walk into politics and I'm gonna try to make a difference, you're gonna walk into politics and you're gonna actually figure out that you're gonna to have to take sides. You're gonna be double cross. You're gonna have to, have to to, to double cross people. Yeah, you're gonna have, really have you're gonna have to play dirty. If, you, if you're looking for one of the dirtiest jobs inside America,
1: go to Washington D.C. Get into politics. Oh, wait, I gotta find who said this quote. Um, so, yeah, continue on that a little bit, TJ, and then I want to break down into uh, this. But I'm looking for the quote uh, that. Um, I think it was Jay let's see. Jay Leno said that politics is just show business for ugly people. Yeah. I mean, that that, that, that is, is perfect. That is absolutely perfect. And for those of you guys that believe these big sacks of, you know, blowhards that get up there with their fancy suits and, and turn and smile, these people have been coached. Oh my because God, it is real. Think about it like this, because a lot of times these days, we always, you know, when we always talk about
2: gangsters, we always look at, okay, let's look at the people inside the hood. But let's not forget where gangsters actually originated from. <laughs> the original gangsters, okay, back inside the 30s and the 20s, they wore suits. Oh, Their yeah. Their hair was
1: slicked back. And most of them were, most of them were politicians, and they were connected to the the Justice Department. I mean, exactly. all the way up to the top. And guys, that kind of stuff doesn't go away. The culture of criminality doesn't go away, especially when you have a culture like ours with a TV-infested culture where everybody glamorizes, you know, how great it is to be a gangster and how and how tough you are. You know, you, you see the erosion of society, and if you don't see it, good God, just wake up and look at the shows that are on television. I mean, you've got you've got the Kardashians, the the person that you you add all three of those girls together, the combined that, IQ they couldn't open look, a doorknob. And those stuff. that's our culture.
2: This is the thing, but now we have women, young, we have young ladies and not young girls glamorizing Kim Kardashian. Yet she got famous off of sleeping
1: yeah. with many different men and selling sex tapes. Like what? Like. Okay. There it is. That I mean, that really is the coup de gras of what we're talking about. And and I didn't mean to get on this tangent, but let me get into this. TJ, I'm gonna break this down for you. It's a tactical reference guide, which is unclassified now. Radicalism and violent extremism. Okay, so I'm gonna break this down and I'm gonna use my fancy radio voice because this stuff is so ridiculous. You guys will I mean I'm going to post this on my website, and and it'll be on wearenotcattle.net. dot net. It'll have a hyperlink to the to the PDF, and I mean it's from Wired magazine, guys. It came out a couple of days ago. Just Google it, and you'll find it. It's called radicalism. So observe personal issues, indicators that should be observed in the person's predisposition to radicalisms and violence. A complains about bias. TJ, don't do that advocates violence beyond what is normal. Okay, well that's you know I don't advocate violence. TJ, do you advocate violence here? I do not advocate violence. Absolutely not. That's not what we're about, people. We're about conscious awakening, conscious awareness and just turning turning your turning your humanity on and saying, "What the hell are we doing?" So and here, here's here's where it gets really, really fun. It's sympathetic to radical groups. Ex- visit extremist blogs or websites. So TJ, I guess you know people that don't trust the government are extremists. People that don't trust proven liars are extremists. Um, sp- speaks about seeking revenge, aids and rallies and extremism. So here's where it gets really, really fun. And let me find it. Um, uh, let's see. Demonizes others freely. Uh, oh, here's my favorite one. Is frustrated with mainstream ideologies. That's. I mean, how how in the hell can we not have a free thought? I I have to <laughs> go along with the herd, otherwise I'm an extremist. What? <laughs> what in the hell is going on? But TJ, everything's you know what, everything's okay because Mitt Romney's gonna save us. Or Barack Obama is going to fix it. it. It's like what you and I talked about. TJ, what is one of the only powers that the president has over anything? What's the only power that he's got? He can veto. Yeah, he can veto. <laughs> What's the other one? He can go to war. That's oh, yeah, it. That's the war. only two things, and everybody looks at the president like he's – oh, he's going to – God That's why like,
2: wait a minute. Let's actually look at what the president really can do.
1: But technically
2: speaking, he can really only go to war if Congress approves it. Even though, well, now he don't have to do that no more because he's got NATO, right? uh, that
1: goes out the window <laughs> right? And then, and then here's where it gets Here's where the conundrum gets in guys You really need to learn what an executive order is And you really need to understand Why why does the American or Why do the United States Claim a, a national emergency every year Because we've been under martial law For what since the 30s TJ Since after World War II when we went bankrupt I mean we are under martial law And nobody believes it until like Wait a minute why do we have to declare A state of emergency every year every year the president does it go look it up it's and how and, and
2: how come the bush administration didn't allow um even congress to even to uh review pdd 51 which actually i mean pretty much combines with the executive orders give a whole entire martial law state i right. mean they you know
1: And and, all right, so you guys are upset about the NDAA. Do you guys know that also our president this year – actually, I think it was last year, excuse me – last year signed an executive order that in the incidence of of a martial law scenario that the government can come and confiscate all your weapons, all your food, all your water, everything that you own for the greater good. It is out there, and go research it because you will find it. It's in my – I covered it in one of my early radio shows, so you guys can dig through the archives if you want to think it was back in March. I covered it, I even put the actual link to the document on there. But things are getting so crazy and thank God for the internet. Oh my God, well, not thank God, thank Al Gore for the Internet. Because you know, <laughs> without the internet we wouldn't be able to have these kind of conversations and that's what's going on here. Even Which, though
2: they got internet too coming out. Oh yeah, I got
1: internet too with the you know, the executive order just waiting in the wings because we're gonna have some kind of phony cyber attack and then they're gonna tell us how they're gonna shut it all down for our safety. It's just a load of garbage. I mean, I don't understand when. When did we become just an entire, an entire society of cowards and chickens and just want to be just, just blobs? It's like I don't want to have a free thought. I don't want. I just want to watch football and I want to drink beer and I mean, great guys, it's fun. Believe me, I've done it many, many a times. I was a sports fanatic, but guess what? The economy's in the tank. And the economy is not some nebulous thing. The economy is a product of banking. That's what the economy is a product of banking and finance and if not to a-
2: mention not to mention that, according to economics, the economy as of right now won't get better until about the year twenty twenty and the dollar
1: hasn't even died yet. Oh no, uh, throw that out yeah, well, so. Here's a good clip, and if you guys don't listen to this guy's podcast, I highly recommend it. I mean he'll sit there and talk MMA for a long time, but then he'll get into real political issues. And the guy's an enlightened person. He's very, very smart. And so um, he's just an intellectual, kind of like myself and TJ. We're just not thinking outside the box. We're not, I mean we're thinking outside the box. We're not going with the mainstream crap anymore. We're not going to recite your talking points. We want to have an intellectual revolution. We want to tell you guys that fractional reserve banking sucks. Because it does. All it does is it is it feeds off the middle class. You feed them. You feed off the middle class. The rich always get richer. It's just the way it is because they make money on top of their money, and the poor always stay at a poverty level and they'll never climb up because they just get keep getting assistance. So here here's a clip from the Joe Rogan podcast, and I want TJ to elaborate on this. Because TJ, this guy, once you hear him, you're going to be like, "Oh, this guy's got it," because he does. And yeah. that I would
3: have never thought that the National Defense Authorization Act, which allows the military to break up civil dissent, allows the military to be used on U.S. civilians, allows people to be held without authorization, it allows to be without rather representation, without uh, any recourse. You can't, you can't have a trial. They can just hold you indefinitely as That's long as they want. Man. Terrifying, That's Terrifying. It's terrifying that they would ask for that. Here's why. It's not like things have gone horribly bad in this country. It's not like there's riots in the streets every day and people are assassinating government leaders and there's bombs blowing up in buildings everywhere and we have resorted to like some sort of arcane law that we're gonna have to put into place until we can calm things down. We've gotta control the No, it's not that. But go walk down the street, Pasadena, it's beautiful out here, man. You know, get on the highway. There's a few too many cars, people are civil. You know, you've got hours and hours of bumper-to-bumper traffic, and the worst thing is somebody might blow the horn and stick a finger out at somebody. No one's cutting people's heads off with swords. You know, it's, it's not necessary to pass these crazy Orwellian laws. But what it makes me think is that they can see the writing on the wall, and they know that this form of running governments... It's it's no longer valid. It doesn't work. It's ridiculous. We we understand your influence. We understand why you're making these decisions. We see where the money comes from now. It's all readily available. It's not like we're living in 1930 and I have to read the Hearst newspapers to find out what the information is you know is going to be about this upcoming election. You can find out anything about anybody. It's 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 really different now. And it's not saying that we don't need a government. We certainly need a government. It's not saying we shouldn't have corporations. Of course we should have corporations. I, there's a lot of corporations that I think are great. I think Apple's great. I think Porsche's great. I, think, you know, I, I like their products. I think, you know what I mean? I, I, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just we can't allow money to supersede humanity. And that's what they've done. They've allowed the idea of doing their stockholders justice and making as much money as possible, they've allowed that to supersede humanity. And when you have bu- businesses where their entire function is to supersede humanity, you can see that and you can, you can measure that, that we need to stop that. That needs to be closed down. They've got to stop it for themselves because they're all having fucking horrible...
1: I mean... What do you think, TJ? Do you think he's pretty spot on? Is that we've just basically sacrificed humanity for the almighty dollar, chasing oh, yeah. you know you know chasing sin basically for the most part. Uh,
2: I mean, humanity was sold out by money years ago. I mean, years. I mean, you. I but it's mean, not
1: even. But it's not even money anymore, TJ. It's ones and zeros, and and it's not even like you own it. It's the bank having an IOU to you. I mean, how do people not grasp that? It's like, oh, I've got $2,000 think, in my account. No, no, you don't. Well, you because have- I
2: am thinking that um, they understand it, but they just don't care. You see, because there's a difference between, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but there's a difference between, okay, I, I hear what you're saying, I understand what you're saying, but do I care about what you're telling me?
1: No. See what I mean? Yeah, I mean because, it, because it hasn't come to that point yet where they're going to care. Is well, it, it can yeah. be really
2: I, – I don't really think they really ever are going to care because I think that we have got to the point in time where it's like, well, I understand what you're telling me, but I'm going to do what I want to do. And this is how the world works. So so, do
1: you, so you think that the New World Order has exceeded in the fact that they, they've destroyed the family? they've destroyed um the culture they've made it about individual individualism rather than rather than the the collective group or or a clan mentality for those of you guys that don't understand the new world order and the stuff that we talk about this is not like new stuff this is stuff that they this is stuff that people tried back in the 1700s. I mean, the Illuminati were founded back in 1776. And they wanted to us all religion, all all, all, race, I mean, all racism, all this stuff, because they feel they figured that that the person should be free. But then they're like, well, they can't be free because they're too stupid. So we should just enslave them, and that'll be for their own good. And and it's it's this culture yeah, that that, exactly. that people don't have an idea. That and I was talking to my father about this today, and it's really very interesting. One of the hardest things, TJ, I think it is for people to come to grips with, is that not everybody in the world thinks like them, acts like them, or acts the way that they do, be, because that's just too scary. You well, know, you can't I mean, you can't imagine that somebody would just come by and, and rob your wallet and shoot you in the chest in cold blood. You can't imagine that because you would never do it. Well given that
2: example i would say that depends on where you're from
1: no i mean that I mean, yeah all right so you know, like that was a, probably pieces. a bad analogy but 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 people that don't understand that hey monsanto is an evil corporation they're putting gmos they're well, putting i mean, GMOs I out mean and they're doing all this stuff and they're doing it and they know that what it's doing to the population but they don't care because they're chasing the almighty dollar and then all they figured out is well shoot if i just get enough people to sign on to this you know to this big to this big scam then, then everybody's going to be worried about everybody covering everybody's ass, and nobody's going to turn on anybody. It's just going to become this big collectivist Borg where they all just go, "Well, I know this is wrong, but man, I don't want to lose my job." Well, I, I feel like this. Um,
2: I would actually give the, the global elite a hand clap because they have accomplished a very important goal, and that goal is. They have pretty much brainwashed the majority of the people um, in South America, in Europe, in Canada, Mexico. They have. And to say that they haven't would be untrue. I mean, they <laughs> have accomplished a mighty task because Hitler, I mean, like Hitler brainwashed literally everybody in Germany, with the exception of a few. Right. They did it in multiple
1: nations. Hey, didn't Let's they have go. a war didn't they have a war on terror also? Oh Europe? The Nazis. They had a the war Nazis. on terror. They had a war oh, on yeah. terror. Oh, yeah. Everything everything terror. was everything was for security. Everything was for the security of the Aryan race, for the security of Germany. So here, TJ, I'm gonna play this um this clip and I, I called it the the history of modern serfdom because this is exactly what we're talking about here. And guys, the reason we didn't cover the debate because it doesn't matter. You get you either get you either get vanilla or you get chocolate at the end of the day, but you're but you're getting ice cream. Either way. Either way, the agenda is going forward and Gary Johnson's sitting out there waving his hands, going, Hey, I'm a I'm a candidate for president. Shut up. We don't want to hear about your freedom and your independent views and abolishing the Fed. Just sit down. It's such a joke. All right, so here's the uh Here's the clip on the history of modern serfdom. And then, TJ, I want you to, um, to give me your thoughts on this. But it's a five-minute clip, so everybody um, saddle up, and let's all learn something together.
0: Supposedly, governments were invented to make human life easier and safer. But governments always end up enslaving humanity. That which we create to, quote, serve us, ends up ruling us. The U.S. government by and for the people now imprisons millions, takes half the national income by force, overregulates, punishes, tortures, slaughters foreigners, invades countries, overthrows governments, imposes 700 imperialistic bases overseas, inflates the currency and crushes future generations with massive debts. The problem with the state-as-servant thesis is that it is historically completely false, both empirically and logically. Before governments in tribal times, human beings could only produce what they consumed. There was no excess production of food or other resources. Thus there was no point owning slaves because the slave could not produce any excess that could be stolen by the master. If a horse pulling a plow can only produce enough additional food to feed the horse, there's no point hunting, capturing and breaking in a horse. However, when agricultural improvements allowed for the creation of excess crops, suddenly it became highly advantageous to own human beings. When cows began to provide excess milk and meat, owning cows became worthwhile. The earliest governments and empires were in fact a ruling class of slave hunters, who understood that because human beings could produce more than they consumed, they were worth hunting, capturing, breaking in, and owning. The earliest Egyptian and Chinese empires were, in reality, human farms, where people were hunted, captured, domesticated, and owned, like any other form of livestock. Due to technological and methodological improvements, The slaves produced enough excess that the labor involved in capturing and keeping them represented only a small subset of their total productivity. The ruling class, the farmers, kept a large portion of that excess while handing out gifts and payments to the brutalizing class the police, slave hunters and general sadists and the propagandizing class the priests, intellectuals and artists. This situation continued for thousands of years, until the 16th to 17th centuries, when again, massive improvements in agricultural organization and technology created the second wave of excess productivity. The enclosure movement reorganized and consolidated farmland, resulting in 5 to 10 times more crops, creating a new class of industrial workers displaced from the country and huddling in the new cities. This enormous Agricultural excess was the basis of the capital that drove the Industrial Revolution. The Industrial Revolution did not arise because the ruling class wanted to free their serfs, but rather because they realized how additional, quote, liberties could make their livestock astoundingly more productive. When cows are placed in very confining stalls, they beat their heads against the walls, resulting in injuries and infections. Thus, farmers now give them more room. Not because they want to set their cows free, but rather because they want greater productivity and lower costs. The next stop after free range is not freedom. The rise of state capitalism in the 19th century was actually the rise of free range, serfdom. Additional liberties were granted to the human livestock, not with the goal of setting them free, but rather with the goal of increasing their productivity. Of course, intellectuals, artists, and priests were, and are, well paid to conceal this reality. The great problem of modern human livestock (coughs) ownership is the challenge of enthusiasm. State capitalism only works when the entrepreneurial spirit drives creativity and productivity in the economy. However, excess productivity always creates a larger state and swells the ruling classes and their dependents, which eats into the motivation for additional productivity. Taxes and regulations rise, state debt, future farming, increases, and living standards slow and decay.
1: Wow. Wow. What do you think, TJ? Do you think that's pretty pretty much spot on with what we're seeing here in the United States today as we see – and I had, a, I had a friend text me, he's listening to the show, text me and said that it's not the almighty dollar, it's the instant gratification. I think he's exactly right. It's a mixture of both, but you know, the almighty dollar has now been turned into digital. So, I mean, in essence, it is instant gratification.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, you know um – I mean, going back to the Bible, I mean, the whole thing about greed, you know, is, I mean, greed is really one of the cause, you know, it's the greed and it's the envy, you know, because Mm -hmm. uh, the media, which is controlled by these um, corporations, I mean, these conglomerates, which is controlled by the global elite, Mm -hmm. they set up where the only thing that we really have to thrive for in life is money. And when we have these images These models, actors, you know, rappers, singers, rock stars, all these different things, you know, all these luxury things, we gravitate them because we envy them and they glamorize them and we want them. And so then we need the money to be able to get them. We need the money so we can be able to live like them. So basically what it is, uh, these global elite have actually set up where that we constantly have to keep getting ourselves in debts just so we can live in in illusion so mm-hmm. we could try to make ourselves to, you know, to have the nicer things in life like they do. The thing is that we don't realize is that they are behind this <laughs> this smoke mirrors. They are the wizard of oz who is pulling the strings and who are making themselves look, you know, bigger and better. Look, I mean, when <laughs> Like you said before, they make money off
1: of their money. Yeah, the they don't need they reason, don't yeah. need money anymore. I mean, yeah. they've got all the money that they need. And what you see, and like TJ said, is like, and when we talk about the global elite, we're not talking about this group of guys that gets in like a dark smoky room together and and they conspire to to do all these certain things. I mean. The New World Order is something that's been well-documented, and if you believe in it or not, well, it looks like it's coming our way. So whether you believe in global, global governance or not, whether you believe that, that we're going to go to a one-world currency or not, it sure does look like it. You know, And the more that I learn about it, the more that I say, hey, there's something to this. But we're not saying that there's going to be these guys sitting there in these smoky rooms. But the people that are at the very, very top have had this knowledge for a long time, and they use your ignorance, and they use your your desires, and they take everything. Listen, they've had hundreds of years of psychological study on human beings in order to learn, just like the man said, how to farm you, how to control you. It's one of those things where – they know and and now with with Google and and with Facebook and all these other things i mean holy crap guys you're telling them what they what you like i mean how much easier does it get it's like if i had all the data on tj and says well tj likes to wear you know tj likes to wear a a white t-shirt with uh, with blue jeans and tj likes to wear a brown belt when when he wears brown shoes i mean how hard would it be to, for me to predict what tj is going to do in a certain scenario it wouldn't we're creatures of habit. At the end of the day, guys, we we are we are the the dominant species on the planet, but then again, we're animals to a certain extent. TJ, do you want to elaborate on that a little bit about how they utilize this technology that we have and then reverse engineer all the crap behind it through the Microsoft keys and all kinds of, you know, garbage through the soft switches in telecom. And yeah, let I mean, me tell you let me tell you people just quickly on the telecom side of things. They have access to everything. I work for a telecom. I've worked in telecom for two years. If I can remote into your phone system, and I work for the provider, what makes you think that the government doesn't have that access? You are just fooling yourself. Go ahead, TJ. I mean, I mean, the thing I look at is that these people,
2: their whole main goal is to make money. And just like the Bible says that you know, um, that you know, like the eyes is, the eyes is never filled. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know. When you have money, you want more money. These people can't stop. They want money. They want power. And they use us as guinea pigs. Mm-hmm. They have cameras. Everything you buy, I mean, everything that you shop for, they have cameras in the
1: shopping places watching you. Yeah. They have these and they and they and they and they put this level over it. It's called it's called market research. Like I'm doing marketing research. No, you're not. You're finding out how to manipulate me.
2: Yeah, market research is based on saying that, okay, well, we're gonna watch you like a lab rat, and we're gonna write down our results, and then we actually are gonna weigh it in just so we can keep on breaking you back so you can keep on giving us money. That's how it works. It's nothing but a game. It, In fact,
0: it is it's a fact, game. It,
2: it, it really, it's not. It's not even a game. It's really. It's just like all of us are like little are like little rats walking around inside this cage, and they just out here. You mm-hmm. know, they may give us a food here. You know, they may sway all the people this way, mm-hmm. sway us that way, experiment mm-hmm. with us.
1: You know, I mean, you really got to think about it. I mean, and, and that's why they. That's why they always push you. … to find out where your breaking point is. Guys, there are only – and Donald Trump even said it, and I'll play the audio for you guys next time. Donald Trump said there are 12 people in the world that control the price of oil, 12. And it's not like they get in a room together and say, hey, let's make it go up. What they do is they test. Mm-hmm. You're, pro, you're You're constantly – and as soon as you guys can come to this level of understanding, number one – it'll f you up for about 3 days. I am not lying to you. It'll f you up and to find out how much you're being manipulated and all this stuff. And I studied marketing for for 4 years in college. So I had some idea, but I didn't know the magnitude that it is now. So when you talk about the surveillance state, let's get into what the surveillance state is. They're going to put cameras, you know, they're going to put pa- cameras on the street corners. Nobody says anything about that. And then they tell you it's to to catch people, you know, running through running through stoplights, okay? Uh, if you've ever been to a foreign country, most foreign countries don't even have stoplights. It's just freaking chaos. Yeah. So all right, so that's out. So then they put cameras on your phone, and through the FCC regulations passed in the Patriot Act, they can turn your cell phone on and listen to your conversations even even if your phone's turned off. They can turn the mic on and listen to it. If you don't believe me, just go look it up. I mean it's in the Patriot Act. So they can do the unwarranted spying. Nobody says anything. Now they pull the NDAA out and say, well, let's see what these guys do if we say we can just snatch them and kill them. Holy crap, nobody says anything? And now it's starting to come out that all these threat fusion centers and the, and the amber – not the amber alerts, but the orange alerts that we used to have during you know, the George Bush days about all this terrorism that's going to go on. It's all a fraud. It's a fraud to to enslave you, people. Man, is it not cool. And once you start looking at it from that perspective, like, wait a minute, I don't need that camera on me. I don't need that CCTV on me. Why do I need that? And then they spin it like, well, if there's a a burglar or if if somebody gets shot, then we'll be able to catch the killer. Come on, guys. Once again, as I always say, there is some inherent risk in living. You could walk out on your front porch right now, slip and fall and break your neck, and it's over. Is Homeland Security going to keep you from that? Is a TSA agent coming and grabbing you? I mean, do we have to have TSA people like roll out some kind of magnetic carpet so you make sure you don't slip and fall? I mean, that's the point where we're getting to. But let's think about this, though. Even if, I mean, even
2: if they did was telling the truth and they was trying to catch, you know, burglars, that doesn't mean there's over 300 million people in South America. I don't care how many cameras you have. You don't. There will be no way they could actually stop every single criminal Mm -mm. from doing
1: a criminal act. But but we've been so castrated as a society that it's like Big Brother has to be there to take care of me. Otherwise, terrorists are going to fly into buildings. And they made you think that for some reason that we were so helpless before, and then now that the surveillance state has come in, now look at how safe you are. Really? That's how safe I am? All right, so TJ, let me let me before we you know finish up with this topic, I want to cover one article on the on the um, on the homeland security thing, and then I want to do the two part uh, interview with Amber Lyon, and I want you to elaborate on that stuff that you and I have talked about before. I just loaded up a, a YouTube video to to We Are Not Cattle TV, and it's the the CNN fake report. Remember back when they said that they were they were seeing missiles and stuff, and they're all you know shooting behind a green screen. Oh, gosh. It's it's crazy. If you haven't seen it, go look at it, TJ. You'll love it. So here's what came out the other day. Let me see when it was, and just want to give everybody the, uh, the facts here. Um, this was a CBS News article. I guess MSNBC in, in picked it up, NBC News. It said, Homeland Security's fusion centers spy on citizens and produce shoddy work, report says. So for those of you that didn't know… Back after Bush signed the Patriot Act, which was so loving and so patriotic, saying that he could spy on everybody, they created these things called threat fusion centers. It's a it's a collaborative effort between federal and state and local municipalities to exchange data on um, on uh, supposed terrorists like TJ and myself. You know, obviously through that last report, we're we're terrorists because or we need to be watched and managed because we don't believe in the mainstream ideology. So I guess if you're, you know, what's so I guess Christian Christianity's a mainstream ideology here, so if you're Buddhist, you know, watch out. They're going to be they're going to be watching you, you know, don't be don't be meditating or anything. So here's what it says. Now this is just the first part of the article and then I'll let TJ expand on the threat fusion centers and then we'll go to the uh, CNN reporter clips. The Department of Homeland Security spent hundreds of millions of your dollars on a network of 77 so called fusion centers. Intelligence centers have collected personal information on some citizens, some citizens meaning all, by the way, some citizens, including detailed reading habits of American Muslims, while producing shoddy reports and making no contribution to any threatworthy or any terrorist plots, the new Senate report says. Yeah, because it's all a fraud. It's all a fraud. It's all a fraud to control, you guys. Man, it just aggravates me. The fusion centers created under George Bush under and, and expanded under President Barack Obama, another loving and good thing that we've gotten from this administration, consistent with special terms of federal, state, and local officials collecting and analyzing intelligence on specific, specific uh, suspicious activities throughout the country. This is not spe- – suspicious activities, everybody. TJ, why are they building that huge NSA database out in Utah that can store data for up to 100 years? Why are they going to build that? Is it just for the suspicious people? Is that who it's for? Oh, no. I mean,
2: you know, you, you have to keep a catalog of everyone inside the United States if you hey, want to control the, everyone.
1: Yeah, didn't the Stasis do that? Didn't the Stasis have a catalog of everybody that grew up in Nazi Germany that was a, that was of Jewish descent or was considered to be a threat to the Nazi regime? I mean, they yep. did. They had catalog- I mean, in-depth card catalogs. Just look this stuff up, guys. It's bizarre. And then you, you, you parallel that to today, and everybody's <laughs> like, oh, it's fine. I don't got anything to hide. No, 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 no. You don't get it, my man. You just do not get it. This is not about I don't have anything to hide. I mean, but still, even my question
2: would be, if I don't have anything to hide, why would you even need to watch me? See what I mean? They'd be like, well, you know, if you don't have anything to hide, you want to mind us watching you. Well, if I don't have anything to hide, why would you want to watch me anyway? Um, no, you know? PJ, don't
1: use don't use logic on these people. I mean, come on. <laughs> All right, so that's I mean, the threat fusion centers guys, look them up. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. The the government. Actually admitted, and TJ will back me up on this, and if you want to search, the Army's own documents have come out. RT did a big report on it, but nobody in America covers this because it's not a big deal. They have – TJ, you want to finish this? They have what they like to call re-education – what, TJ? (laughs) Camps. Yeah. Re-education camps in America. But don't (laughs) worry. They're not for you. They're for the terrorists. But then we see – the. That we're classified as the terrorists. Mm-hmm. So what the heck is really going on? And guys, these are the issues, not this stupid Mitt Romney. I'm gonna cut five billion, and you're gonna add two trillion, and we're just gonna do. No, come on, man.
2: I mean, you know, I mean, like like I said before, you know, they Hillary Clinton. I mean, because President Obama, he is sending more money to Egypt and uh, or, or is it Egypt or Libya it's one of the places I mean look
1: look No they wanted I, to send more aid to the yeah. people that were, they, no, look, this is crazy and then Randall got up there and filibustered the he got up there and filibustered the whole thing saying, Listen, you guys are you you guys are gonna send more money to Egypt? We need to cut them off and Hillary's like, We need the problem is is we're not sending enough funds over there. Well no like the thing about it is now either I'm crazy, no you are crazy. You're a crazy conspiracy theorist because you can read, <laughs> you have your own thoughts and you don't trust what the mainstream media spits at you, so you are a conspiracy theorist.
2: Cuz I mean, now this is something that was openly admitted now. Inside Libya, Barack, I mean the the Obama administration said that they supported um, you know, the resistance, the people who was actually fighting against Gaddafi, they said they actually support the the fighters who are fighting against um, Assad. That, yeah, Assad inside Syria,
1: but which half of them are Al Qaeda? They're Al
2: Qaeda. And I was like, is Isn't these the same people who we was fighting inside Afghanistan? Yeah, isn't you... this the same people who I Osama Bin Laden and all these people who we supposed to have been after was ahead of? And now you saying that you still are supporting them? And then I saw a picture with you and the soldiers standing
1: right next to Al Qaeda soldiers with the Al Qaeda like, oh, patch, flying the Al Qaeda flag. It's it's ridiculous. Like, here." It, it, listen, it's a failed foreign policy of imperialism. That's all it is. And That's here's,
2: what I'm saying. Like, so either
1: so, I'm insane or, I mean, hey. Once again, you're a crazy conspiracy theorist because you can think you you don't trust what known liars have told you, and you don't trust the mainstream media. You're a conspiracy theorist, and you need to be locked up. So I don't know where you're where – you're, um, the SWAT team's on its way, TJ. They're going to come and get you. All right, so here's the, Amber, here's the Amber Lion clip. CNN reporter, two-time Pulitzer Prize winner. I mean, credentials off the charts, and she talks about how she was told to not report on massacres. No, 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 that's bad PR for us. You don't need to do that. Just go out there and give a little sweetsy cakes and everything's okay. And that's exactly what you see from the mainstream media here. Don't talk about GMOs sterilizing people. brand-new study came out that, heck, yeah, it grows tumors and it's really bad for you, and then Monsanto throws a whole bunch of money at it. Hopefully, Proposition, I think it's 57 or whatever, will get passed out and – In uh, California, and then you're just going to see – you're going to see the the floodgates open with, oh, these conspiracy theorists believe that these GMOs are sterilizing people. Well, seeing as though you guys don't let them do human testing for longer than 90 days, we'll never know. But when they do lab rat tested in a controlled environment, they have mega, mega tumors, and then you come out with some whitewash article from Stanford saying, oh, that was the very skewed test. All right, whatever. So here's the Amber Lion clip, and then um, I want to get TJ's take on this.
4: Well, well, basically, we went to Bahrain to do a documentary on, on the Arab Spring, and while we were there, we uncovered uh, atrocious human rights abuses at the hands of this regime. Um, and we were able to witness doctors who were being tortured, uh, also journalists. And so when we got back to the U.S., we were violently detained when we were in Bahrain as well, and the security forces thought that they would erased all of our video. So you can imagine Babarine's surprise when we got back to the U.S. and actually had that video. We were able to sneak it out and then went on the airwaves telling everyone that this U.S. ally country actually is committing horrific human rights abuses against this people and pro-democracy protesters. Uh, At first, I was able to get coverage on CNN and CNN International. uh, But then the phone calls started coming in, Uh, phone calls from PR companies, working for the Bahrain regime, PR companies based in the U.S., also phone calls from the regime itself, constantly calling and complaining about me. I'd, I'd walk into the newsroom and producers would tell me, you know, uh, Bahrain called to complain about you again. And and that was okay. But what happened is I started to notice the complaints being reflected in my reporting, and that's what I was required to then... Put on mandatory tags that were provided by the government which were essentially just pretty much propaganda statements that i knew were false and and cnn calls that journalism 101 i call that propaganda 101 it's, it's very dangerous to repeat phrases over and over and over to the public yeah that'd be and-
3: like saying hey you can't say hitler's bad in 1945 let's get a statement from him
5: yeah, 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 or, yeah, yeah.
3: Hey, you can't say this convicted child molester did this even though he's convicted. Let's get a statement from him about why he murdered the five-year-old.
4: And, and you know, there, there's a psychological effect. I, I speak. I spoke with a lot of my friends who uh, have studied, uh, one who has a doctorate in psychology, and there's a psychological effect to hearing something repeated over and over and over that no matter how insane it is, you You tend to then uh, take it as truth and and that's true if if you remember weapons of mass destruction, that phrase was repeated an infinite number of times within the media, and that instilled fear in, into the american Bug public word conditioning respect.
3: absolutely so they start pressuring you, they start making you you know you've got the video, you've got the interviews you've got the proof wow. other other media outside the u s is reporting they're lining people up and shooting them, but here it's like Bahrain is loving and helping and it got some nasty protesters off the street.
4: Well, and, and, and in this situation, too, you have to look at the, at the foreign policy implications in my reporting, Alex. We have a naval base right now in Bahrain that is giving us access to the Strait of Hormuz, which is essentially where the U.S. wants to be right now in its, its potential future escalations uh, with Iran. So, so the U.S. government doesn't want the U.S. media to report negatively on Bahrain because your tax dollars are going directly to empower and enable this regime. Not only that, we've sold more than a billion dollars worth of weapons to Bahrain, weapons that they are using right now to systematically tear gas and suffocate their people and fill their bodies with with birdshot.
1: (laughs) But it's TJ, that kind of stuff does not happen. The mainstream media oh, tells yeah. you the truth. It is not slanted. This is an unbiased, we just report the facts here. I mean, come on, man. It's imaginary and if anybody believes that, you're a complete idiot. Listen, 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 listen. <laughs> Networks most of these networks nowadays are not run by people that are journalists. Most of them are run by people that know how to run corporations. They don't give oh, yeah. a flying they don't give a flying rip of what they're telling you and tell you that the monkeys flew out of TJ's butt. If that's going to make you watch at seven o'clock, they're going to hype it up and they're going to show it and they're going to make up some kind of some kind of garbage and they're going to put some kind of you know teleprompter in front of this lady and she's going to get up there and report on it and you're going to say wow that is absolutely incredible i cannot believe monkeys flew out of tj's butt tonight that is nuts (laughs) so all right here's the last clip and then i'll let tj um expand on this part because this is my favorite where they're talking about how they get the they get fed lines from the government in order to to propagandize the people even more so enjoy
4: yeah, I, I think for me it's frustrating journalistically, and it scares me for the future of the survival of journalism's sake. Because as journalists, we can't pick and choose when or when not to tell the truth. We always have to be truth seekers and trying to expose the truth on on every level. And and eventually, when I was at uh, when I was at CNN, eventually it got almost impossible to get stories on about Bahrain. And then in June, our documentary. Uh, that 20 minutes of it was a pretty stark report on the on abuse in Bahrain. It aired in the US for one day, but it never aired to its target audience. And that's on CNN International in Bahrain. And Alex, I started getting uh, employees at CNN, long time employees approaching me saying, you should investigate this. This is very suspicious, something's going on here. And we found out that, um, which was really, I, I felt defrauded as a journalist. We found out that at the same time, I was being detained and risking my life to expose the Bahrain regime. CNN International is taking money from them in exchange for producing content that it airs on CNN International content disguised as news. I mean one of these programs the reporter uh, Richard Quest was reporting live from Bahrain for a week and uh, on a program called Eyewitness and that program uh, made Bahrain seem progressive, and and like the, the crown prince was a reformer. And and as an employee at CNN, I was never told that this was going on. Also, viewers are not being told that CNN is being paid by state regimes, some with horrific human rights records, to air content. Disguised it as news, which they're often not even telling the, the, the viewers that this content was paid for by governments. And Alex, on a journalistic level, this is horrific. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they love you, TJ. They love us all. They're <laughs> going to tell us all the truth. So, I mean TJ, what what were your thoughts when you just heard all that stuff? I mean, obviously you know that it's just a propaganda oh, yeah. machine for the Defense Department. And and I and I hope that the people that listen to this broadcast will start to realize that that what you're seeing in front of you is the matrix. It is the false reality. It is not truth. It is not Anything even close to what reality is. Oh, and so, yeah. so, TJ, I got one other clip, and then we'll have one minute after this is done. This is, ladies and gentlemen, because you know this is this is not happening. If you well, if you think I'm a crazy conspiracy theorist, this is the TSA coming to a mall near you. Here it is. Tomorrow night, a certified TSA
0: official will be at the Santa Fe High School prom to oversee. Student searches.
5: HEATHER MILLS IS LIVE IN THE NEWSROOM WITH WHY A FEDERAL COURT ORDERED THE DISTRICT TO MAKE THESE CHANGES. HEATHER? well, THIS ALL COMES AFTER TWO CAPITOL HIGH SCHOOL STUDENTS, SISTERS, FILED A LAWSUIT SAYING THEY WERE GROPED BY A SECURITY AGENT AT CAPITOL HIGH SCHOOLS PROM LAST MONTH. Today, the court ordered Santa Fe Public Schools and the security company ASI to provide at least one TSA certified person at the Santa Fe High School Prom (laughs) and the Capital High School Graduation. (laughs) The restraining order also spells out the specific ways that security can perform searches. It says a pat-down is only to be used if there is reasonable ground and that pat-down should not be used as a first approach for every student. We talked to one of the sisters suing the district earlier this week.
1: She had grabbed my breast and then
5: grabbed the inner part of my bra and shook it. And then she uh, picked up the front of my dress to like mid-thigh and she was patting down my bare leg. Capitol's principal told us she was standing right there when the students were searched and doesn't remember any students complaining about the pat-downs. Meanwhile, Santa Fe Public School says it is happy to comply with the federal court's decision saying student safety is their first priority. Live in the newsroom, <laughs> newsroom Heather Mills, KOB, I news for.
1: Oh, these pedophiles are going to keep you so safe. TJ, did you see the thing today where the guy said that they probably steal over a million dollars from people, and he stole literally stole $500 from somebody because they were giving him a hard time about giving them the grope down? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, that's that's. It's unreal, all right, so everybody just understand this, know your rights, yeah. know that you can't be searched and <laughs> without probable cause. if a cop pulls you over and tells you he's gonna search your ride, ask him what his grounds are. they're probably gonna make something up, but just understand that this is this is getting out of hand. Just know that we we should live in a free country, but what you see around you with blue shirts everywhere with t s a at the proms, guys, that's not freedom. So with that, thank you, TJ, for jumping on board. That's going to wrap the show up for today. Tune in next Wednesday. We'll be back at our regularly scheduled time, 9 o'clock, for your dose of reality. Once again, everybody, get a friend, get informed, and get involved, and love liberty.